welcome back to the Half of It podcast with Steph. Thanks guys for coming back. It's been a little bit of time since my last podcast episode. Life has happened. (laughs) It's gotten pretty, pretty complex. We're doing a lot of things right now, getting prepared for this upcoming school year for digital learning for four of our kids. And so it's, it's a, a lot, to say the least. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the stress that we feel in moments like this. So my husband and I were having a little bit of a, a hard time with Gabe because he's, a, he's got these really bad allergies. And about two weeks ago, he had a seizure where he had this like gunky, um, phlegm, uh, that he spit up and that wasn't normal for him. So when we took him to the doctor, they did a COVID-19 test, you know, just to rule that out. And we were kind of worried because he did have a temperature, a mild temp for a minute there. But then again, Gabriel's system is pretty overreactive. Anyhow, um, the tests came back negative for influenza, COVID-19, and all kinds of stuff. So that was good, but left us kind of like, huh, what is going on with the kid? So anyhow, um, I know allergy season is kind of at its peak. And when is it not, right? In the Central Valley. So... His sinuses are just a mess, especially in the morning. You know, he's stuffy, nasal drip. Um, I mean, we've got allergies, pretty bad seasonal allergies. So it's kind of all season long, all year long with the way the seasons run into seasons, which is really interesting to me when you think about um, if you're familiar with biblical teachings. Anyhow... My husband, uh, we both, back to the topic of stress, we both manage our stress a bit differently. My stress uh, turns into, I need to go, go, go. I need to do stuff. I need to get things done. And if I don't tackle things and I just wallow in the hard part, I mean, it, it could get pretty ugly. And I'm not saying uh, sweeping things under the rug either, but addressing them, having that moment, for me, it's like a good cry, you know, um, prayer, um, prayers usually always accompanied with it, (laughs) Uh, but that cathartic release of crying has been something I had to learn how to do as an adult, because as a child, I just, I didn't... um, I managed my pain very, very differently than a lot of people. So, and I was raised with brothers and maybe it was a little bit of that machismo, like Hispanic culture, like you're not supposed to cry. And I just kind of heard that message a lot in different ways, even though it wasn't like a direct message, you got to be strong. And so I think I kind of adopted that a little bit. So it took me a while until, um, I crashed at one point a few years back, actually, um, and and 
I had to develop some better coping strategies for dealing with stress. So anyhow, since then, I'm really proud of myself that, um, you know, with God, I've been able to overcome a lot of uh, my anxiety that got to a point sometimes that was cyclical. And that's like, it's hard, you know, it's, I remember having moments in the middle of my real bad anxiety where I felt like, I just want to wake up and feel like normal. Like, I don't want this rush, this roller coaster that I feel like I'm trapped on. It was, it was really, really difficult. It was very debilitating, um, in other areas too, but that's a story for another time. (laughs) So as far as when stress creeps up now, I kind of have to, I kind of have to like, uh, square off with it. And if I don't, again, I know myself and I know my triggers. So I tackle things. I, I like, I make a to-do list and I'm like, I gotta get this done. And I, I live by to-do lists, whether they're on printed papers in front of me or on a calendar or just in my phone. And it's, it's made such a world of difference. I would recommend trying it to anybody who struggles with stress or anxiety or anything like that. And if you're listening to this podcast about my life with special needs, with autism, you probably could use schedules and things like that. Uh, Some good tools for dealing with stress. Anyhow, that's not the only way to deal with stress, but my husband deals with stress very differently, like I said. And he tends to um, internalize a lot of things. And then I'm like, come on, pull it out. We need to talk about it now. We got to get to the root of the problem and just nip it in the butt right away, you know? And he's like, he needs his time. He needs his space. And I'm over here like, oh my God, let's face this. And so it's just like really tough tug of war. And it's like, he doesn't budge sometimes and he needs to disappear and just, uh, uh, disappear and separate completely mentally, emotionally from anything autism related, anything epilepsy related. And, you know, as a wife that could pose a problem sometimes. Cause it's like, come on. Like if I don't recognize that he's dealing with stress, sometimes I'm like, what's going on? Uh, okay. I cannot read your mind. So it gets hard. So we've had our shares of plenty of ups and downs in our married life as parents. But this morning, um, you know, the way that the reason I'm, I'm talking about this, the reason it's important is because how it affects our parental roles. So this morning, um, Gabriel was having a really hard time. Like I said, he, he's been having a hard time. And I feel like Gabe is a little depressed. Um, Not like having depression per se, but a little down. And he needs, especially his vitamin D with the epilepsy medication he takes, it can deplete his vitamin D. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he hasn't really taken his vitamin D lately. And 
he does this thing like you see in commercials where, um, you know, when they talk about depression, actually, and there's that little wind up, uh, person or a doll and once they get the right medicine it's like it's wound up and the doll standing up straight instead of like toppled over right so he does this like lean forward hunch over thing like so physically Gabe is feeling something so his allergies are a mess um sinuses and his he's dealing with all that and on top of that he's feeling low physically so I'm like in the kitchen early in the morning, not trying to add to his stress. And, you know, he's, he's aggressing a little bit, wanting to pinch and uh, do the digging of his nails in which I am actually headed to Target to buy some new nail clippers so I can get those things when he has a moment of compliance. (laughs) Anyhow, um, we're going through this and And he gets me up in the morning and instead of, you know, usually when we're cool and he just is like really wanting something, he'll wait at my bedside and I'll wake up to his face like right there smiling at me. It's, it's such a cute thing. That's not how it's been lately. It's like pull mom out of bed. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, half asleep getting up. He's like hangry. Oh, that's another thing. Um, hormones puberty full on puberty my god nobody warned me nobody gave me tools for this this is brand new he's our oldest it's brand spanking new so again time for another podcast with that one but we get up and he's taking me to the kitchen and he wants to eat what does he want to eat he wants to eat now so i'm in there making him like the fastest thing I can, a quesadilla, um, quesadillas, because if not, then he's going to want more and he's going to be upset about it. I'm trying to get him to not aggress by, uh, doing SIBs to his head, self-injurious behaviors. Like when people with autism feel pain, sometimes they try to relieve that pain. And sometimes it's not in a suitable way, a a safe way. So that's something I've talked about with our families a lot before. So Gabe's having a headache. So it almost seems counterintuitive, but not really. So he's trying to hit his head to get rid of the headache. You know, um, uh, I know some adults that like, you know, there's burn or a sting, slap it, make it stop, you know? Uh, and, and, and that's kind of right up that line. So Gabe's doing that and and I don't want him to aggress especially towards his head because that's not safe but because he just had that um he had stitches where he had bumped his head on a window not too long ago it caused it to bleed needing stitches that was a whole big ordeal and um that's healed finally it's and and it's I don't want him to have any more injury around that area especially So I'm trying to prevent SIBs and reduce the aggression and eventually extinguish it for him, right? So how do we do that? I need to listen to what he's saying, to what he's telling me. And I got to put on that real like sharp hat of we got to be on top of this. We got to see what this means. We got to, we got to attend to his needs immediately. 
Yes, he's 12 years old. Yes, we've been doing this for years. But right now, in this moment, he needs immediate attention, immediate reinforcement. He needs the help right now. He doesn't need a scolding. He doesn't need for somebody to be upset with him because of how the nature of his behavior appears due to everything. And I have to sit back myself and I have to like take a breath and remember that my husband on the other hand isn't remembering that in some of these moments some of the moments he's fabulous and I'm like tapped out and he's like come on Gabe what do you need how can I help you and he's not like scolding him hey go to the room he's like you need a break let's take a break okay when you're ready to come back out and join the rest of the family and not hurt anything or anybody or try to then you could come back, okay? But right now, I think you need some time. And he'll tell him, he talks to him so good. But this morning wasn't one of those mornings. And it was just totally like, I saw him looking totally bothered by Gabe, which who's not bothered by those behaviors, right? But my husband, I know too, is dealing with his own boat of stress. And so that doesn't help the situation. One of us always has to be ready to wear that hat no matter what. And I guess it just realizing that today, realizing that I have to be the one wearing that hat today, it's just so eye-opening to the fact that somebody always has to have the hat on. I thought I wasn't going to have to wear that hat today. I really did. But I have to. And it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, it's very difficult when you're in the middle of it. It's difficult. It's easy to lose your cool. We're like every other parent in the world. We make mistakes. No parent is perfect. I don't care if you put money on it. There is not one parent in the world that gets it right every single time. And it just puts more pressure on us, which ironically, like we're trying to deal with normal stress already. So we have more pressure on us, causing us to feel more stressed, more anxious, more depressed, more whatever it may be. How do we deal with that? Wow. It's a lot. And I think that because we're still standing on our own two feet and because we're not, you know, wringing each other's throats, I, I think we're doing a pretty great job. <laughs> With everything considered, we're doing a mighty fine job in tackling this autism parenting gig. And you know, as an autism parent, that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I've said this countless times and, and it's true. Today for me was was incredibly eye-opening this morning. I can't be upset with my husband for being upset or not being able to wear the hat today. I can't be upset with that. I can't be upset with my son for aggressing or being, uh, you know, a a sub uh, uh, 
responding to the demands of his body and his emotional state and his his physical state I can't be I can't um, argue it away or get rid of it because it's something that these are things that we have no control over I'm just frustrated a little bit about the situation. That's okay. That's okay to be frustrated. It's not healthy to live in anger. Just the other day, I posted something about that and and, and it just resonated with me because I saw a friend posted it on her timeline on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, choosing happiness over anger is, is just so much better. But it's, it's not easy to do when you're in a situation like this. So yesterday was an incredible day for Gabe. We had some major breakthroughs early on in the day. He wore clothing for about half the day. My God, it was beautiful. And then the dip of the roller coaster was right in front of us. Boom, downhill. It was hard. The rest of the day was not pretty. (laughs) And this morning was not pretty. But it's part of the game. It's part of our life. And we just have to take it one day at a time. Take a deep breath. Exhale that stress. And start again. Every single time. So I want to encourage all of you listening today to choose happiness, choose the joy, choose contentment over anger. So much healthier. Know that days will be hard. And even within the same day, you could have extremely highs and extremely low moments. And that's okay too. That's part of our world. Um... I also want to encourage you all to find coping strategies that are productive in your life for managing and dealing with your stress, your frustration, your anxiety. Read a book. I have one coming out, by the way. (laughs) I'll be having a little discussion about that in the next couple weeks. Um... Find a group. Talk to somebody. It could be a family member that you haven't reached out to for a long time. And it could really be a lifeline for you. Get your lifelines together. We all need them. And if you do it, if you're the praying type, pray. Pray, pray, pray. And don't ever stop praying. Meditate. Find something that works for you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Half of It podcast with Steph. And I look forward to you guys visiting me again next week on our next episode. Bye-bye.